two, three. Hello. Hello. Okay. All right. So you got to get right up on the mic. Yeah, I know. And the cool thing is we have mics to get right up on, like actual mics. Yeah. The wireless ones are actually cool, too. Um, viewers, angle, viewers. All right. Yeah, I know. But so. you hear, all right, you hear how when you turn away and talk, you can hear the difference in your headphones? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear. Right. Okay. Okay. Recorder is about the stupid person. Oh, great. Oh, wait, let me do this on the mic. That sounds awesome. Caveman cough. All right, we have some cool stuff to get through on. Today's podcast. Ooh. I'm going to put my work computer to sleep. Okay. Um, you wanted to talk about the Civil War? Let's start okay. the show with that. Uh, my science slash social studies teacher. You're very quiet. My science slash social... bass in your voice, boy. <laughs> my science slash social... Social studies teacher did this really cool stations thing where we went through our science lab, but it was our social studies lab today. Um, and there were these stations set up, and they were all about the uh, Civil War. Yeah. And so uh, my favorite station was the campfire station because... Um, the campfire station had uh, this thing called hardtack. Oh, uh, yeah. War crackers. Yeah. And we got to eat some. Oh, yeah? What did yeah. it taste like? Did it taste like those uh, those uh, Jesus crackers from church? I never tried those. You never tried one of those? No, Nana yeah. doesn't let me. Yeah. She did that to me when I was a kid, too. I never understood that. It's because she said it. Okay, yeah, we don't have to talk about it. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. And there was also the uh, messenger station. What did they tell you about hardtack? I guess explain what hardtack is. Hardtack is... For anybody that might not know. I, is I always assume, because I've heard about hardtack my whole life, so I assume everybody knows, but they, somebody might not know. Hardtack is this, uh, like, I don't know exactly how to put it, but... How to make it is you just put flour and water and like these cracker shapes and then you bake it pretty much and it's like super duper stale crackers. Mm-hmm. And it tastes like crackers, but it's like you instead of eating it, you have to kind of like put it in your mouth and just like let it get like wet. So you can actually chew it. I don't know if it seems yeah, because it's hard, hard, hard. And oh so, yeah, it's definitely gross, but it's it's the alternative to dying. Because you know there wasn't any MREs, really wasn't a lot of you know like pemmican and jerky existed, but wasn't a whole lot of that to go around in a war zone, and the entire country was a war zone at the time. 
Yeah. What else you learn? Educate me, boy. Well, we learned about this uh, medical, like medical, what you would do, what surgeons would do to you if you got shot or something. And I was lucky and I got shot in the leg, but I survived. Okay. I didn't get an infection or anything like all my friends. All what? My, yeah. All my friends either got infections or later they got shot in the head. I can't remember if it was on the podcast or if I think I was talking to you about that. I used to have a book that had a chapter that detailed a lot of cool injuries from the Civil War. Oh, so there's this uh, book in my classroom and uh, it's about the Civil War, right? So in that in that book, uh, it has a whole page about couple of pages about the like injuries that some people got and so it's this uh confederate guy's shirt right but there's this big part of there's an arm missing and it told this story about uh, a captain who got his arm blown off in a battle and later after his arm had been fixed he went and picked up the shirt and gave it to a museum and i thought that was pretty cool yeah, that's neat. Hmm. Okay. So, is that everything on your Civil War list? Of oh, we also did this thing where we like, where there was a map and we got figure, figures. And what? There's a map and you got what? Like little characters, like the little plastic toy. Oh, figurines. Figurines. And you just stuff. don't want to sound like a girl. Figurines, yeah, and little like little plastic toy soldiers that you play with, and uh, made a battle out of a map of Gettysburg. Just clicking through. I'm gonna. We're gonna talk about that. What is that? It's scary looking. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to steal it and put it on. The page, show notes on the page. Um, okay, so the next thing, I wanted to talk about the new mics. So we're finally, we have almost everything we need to do interviews. We're waiting on a mixer. And it's in, yeah, you, you can whisper all you want. The mic's right in your face so I can hear you and the recorder can hear you. You're going to what? Why are you going to sit on your back? No, you're not. You're going to set it on the ground. Because you're not going to do this. You're slouching is the reason you're not at the right level. That mic is perfectly fine. You need to sit up. All right. See, that's perfect right there. Put okay. me in lazy. Okay. And uh, so now we have four microphones. And we have... Uh, for headphones and all that fancy stuff. And as soon as the mixer gets here, we'll be able to put the mics into the mixer and the mixer out to our recorder. And I, let's see, I'm going to get tracking on the mixer tomorrow. I, it would have been here, well, 
in theory it should have been here at the same time all this other stuff got here but it actually put in the order for it it turned out they were out of them or the company that makes them was out of them so we changed to a different mixer and it should hopefully be here tomorrow or early next week but yeah so here let's see we're recording this first week of may and we have our first uh interview type pod well and i say interview we we're not going to be doing interviews it's not really our shtick uh we're gonna you know have people in here and just have conversations yeah interviews are boring so all right we talked about new mics all right tristan so that picture we're looking at a picture and hopefully i remember to put it on the website i'm downloading the picture from the facebook right now so jim shockey you remember who jim shockey is yeah uh who is he he's a famous hunter dude he goes on lots of hunts in like africa and stuff yeah Okay. So right now, she's very attractive, um, and so is her husband. He's like a hockey player. I don't oh. know. They seem like they have a lot. According to their Facebook feed, it looks like they have a lot of fun together. Okay, I'm trying to. I don't know why my computer's running so slow. Open up. I have to remember. Okay. So this Trist, so he's in either northern Canada. He's from. He's Canadian, and he's either in. Excuse me. He's either in uh, top Canada or top uh, Alaska. Is that whale? That is whale blubber. Yeah. And describe what it looks like to the podcast to anybody that, or let's assume I forget to actually put the picture where I said I would put it. It kind of is like, you know, like uh, astronaut ice cream. It reminds me of that. Really? Why? Oh, uh, like it's like all solid and in kind of a weird shape. And this, I don't know. It just does. It also kind of looks like a loaf of bread. Looks like a loaf of bread. I'll buy that. Because, like, the crust is, like, the skin, and then, like, bread is, like, the blubber. Yeah. What would you use whale blubber for? Like, butter? Uh, they're eating it. Really? Yeah, like, it's basically sliced up, like, uh, uh, sliced up like watermelon and pe- and like the skin of the whale is black and the blubber is kind of this yellowy dingy color and you just pick it up from what i'm seeing you just pick it up by the skin and eat the fat off of it like it's watermelon meat off a of rind interesting okay i'll be back in one two three the door front door was locked right yeah okay then that's probably 
do the Um, okay, so well fat. So what do you think? Would you want to try that? Yeah? If it tasted what it looked like, no, but if it tasted not what it looked like, yeah, sure. What's it okay, let's I don't know. I don't have a clue what it tastes like. I mean, I wanna try it. Uh he says it's really good, but you know, he's used to Canadian food. And uh I heard someone describe whale blubber as tasting like uh, the sole of a shoe covered in Vaseline. Like that, well, not just tasting like, but that was the whole experience, flavor and texture. Uh, but That's still, whatever, I'd try it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Is that a picture from Jim Chalky? Yeah, that's uh, that's his meal that he's eaten. Uh, well, I guess like an hour ago now. We could still be eating it. My mother keeps sending me crap. Okay, yeah, he could be. So that's whale fat off the list. So now, Tristel, let's talk about. Yeah, open up your notes. Uh, do you want to do the pictures first or your notes first? Let's do pictures. Do you remember what? Bang my phone yeah, in right. the bottom. <laughs> what was the place called? Uh, Balcones what? Balcones Canyonlands. Balcones Canyonlands. Yeah. Okay, let's do pictures. So Tristan went on a field trip with his school class last week to a place in Austin called Balcones Canyonlands. He's like, we're gonna go to the hike. Uh, in preparation for Colorado elk hunting. Okay, here's the first, and I'm going to put these pictures on the uh, on the website, on the cast page on wildernesslaw.us under this podcast. Uh, so anybody that wants to can look at the pictures and follow along. So for people that are in their cars or whatever, you're going to need to describe the photo to some de degree and then tell me what it is and why you took the picture and all that fun stuff. Okay. I, and when uh, you're done, I'll go to the next one. Okay. So it's like a rocky like bank of this river slash stream that we had to cross and this is after we crossed it but i also got some pictures of kids crossing it that i didn't send that i will send in a minute did y'all wait across it or uh walk across like a bridge or something there was stones that we had oh to i got you that's cool that was cool yeah um none of them ended up being our Alligator, like in the old Looney oh, Tunes no. cartoons. Uh, but it was pretty interesting because we saw we saw whole bunches of turtles, tons of turtles. Ooh, those are fun to shoot. 
I mean, who would do such a thing? I would. Mm-hmm. I want to. I'm sending the picture girl. right now. So. I mean, what are you sending? Of uh, the picture of the kids crossing. We'll just talk about this picture. Okay. Um, and it was so just, I see. Yeah, I see the creek. I see. Looks like pretty clear water. It Did was. You see it any was fish. No, we didn't see any fish. I we saw a small fish, like a perch, small perch. Yeah. But it was yeah, it was clear water, like super clear water, like drinkable water, not really drinkable yeah, that's water, cool. but. I bet if you got a filter, you could drink it. Oh, that isn't exactly where I thought it was. That's cool. That's on the back side of that uh, wildlife refuge. Yeah, that'd be fun to go yeah, to. It is a wildlife refuge. I know. I just said that. We used to live real close to it. You know, that's where the canyonlands are. And then we lived, you know, like there. Yeah, because... So. Uh, no, no, never mind. Just talk about the pictures. It, I'm not going to put that map up. So it was point, pointing at a map that's it really was, horrible for people listening. It was just a really cool picture, and I wanted to get a closer picture, but they yeah. didn't let me get off the trail because it apparently hurt, like, uh, yeah, they're protecting environment. Yeah, probably trying to protect a lot of it from human interaction. So, yeah, but it was an awesome place. Okay, so that's the picture of the creek. Do you know what the name of the creek is? The, uh, no, I don't know the name of the creek. That's something you should have taken in your notes. They didn't say the name of the creek. I'm just gonna say you're wrong. Okay, probably. That's a bird school they passed around. Oh, nice. But the cool thing about it is that I found out. Did they say what kind of bird? A uh, blue jay. Or are you just making that up? It was a blue jay. Okay. I'm choosing to believe you. I don't know. Well done, sir. Well um, done. But uh, bird bones mm-hmm. are hollow, I found out. So that was cool. What are you talking about? You found out. You didn't know bird bones were hollow? No. I mean... There's a million reasons you should know that, but specifically Jurassic Park, they talk about it. Really? Yeah, and the first one. <sighs> You're Don't laugh sometimes, at me. dude. Sometimes. Okay. All right. Tell Next. me anything else about the birds. Oh uh, well, I found out about the different like types of bird, but <laughs> anything worth talking about? No, I mean, everybody knows that certain birds have different beaks for what they eat, so. Did you learn, like, what kind of beak is good for what kind of food? Yeah. That'd be cool to talk about. Like, uh, stubby, sharp beaks are good for eating seeds and cracking nuts. And long, sharp beaks are good for, like, uh, eating insects. Are there any stubby, dull beaks? Uh, Do you seem intent on specifying sharp? On all the kinds of beaks. Well, the stubby, dull beaks would be like uh, cardinals, and they eat seeds and nuts and stuff like that. All right. And they use it for like pegging open their nuts. 
Uh, that's cool. It is so cool. All right. This was a picture right before we started the hike. And it was just Is your girlfriend in this picture? No, she's behind. Oh. Uh who's wearing the hat? Is oh, that a ranger dude or yeah, a he's teacher? Just, he's just a ranger dude. Okay. And I won't make fun of him then. It's uh just a picture of the path. And it uh, that had some pretty views. Is that a that's like asphalt. Yeah. Were there because, asphalt pads all the way through the thing? No. On the, like, right, see that part back there? Yeah. So that's, that's all gravel. Right. Okay. It looks weird, but. But you were on gravel or asphalt the whole time? Yeah. That's not much of a hike. Oh, no. Sorry. Leading up to it? Get up leading to up to the you, hike? You can hear yourself back away, yeah. right? Yeah. I know. I'm. We both have to learn. That's part uh, of the new. It got to a certain point where the ass after the creek there was no more. It was just grass, but the, there, you could tell the there was a path. Wagon. That's cool. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That There's people had walked on trail. Some trail. people call that. You know these things. It was awesome. It was just an awesome experience. Cool. All right. This is that's a good a, landscape photo. That's another picture. That was during one of the stations that we did. Right before we got there. What was the station about? This looks kind of like the where we hunted in North Texas. Yeah. I mean, the station. Di- a few different trees, but like the landscape. The station was about uh, what type of... Uh, wait, I have this on my phone. What type of habitat the Golden Cheek Warbler lived in. This is the bird they were protecting on this wildlife refuge the golden cheek warbler did you see a golden cheek warbler i saw one but we couldn't i couldn't get a picture because it was flying way too fast but you saw it i saw it did it look like there was enough meat on it to make it okay okay the golden cheek warbler (laughs) so they're endangered oh what yes they're endangered i forgot to say we shouldn't cut down all the junipers and get rid of them the golden cheek warbler needs the juniper tree to make their nest well then they're not native to here because junipers aren't native to here. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Or I'd like to is meet there a the thing ranger called an ash juniper? Or ash cedar? Or is no. there a thing called an ash oak? Ash oak tree? Ash oak, yeah. Okay, they also use ash oak tree. Well, then they can use that and just shut up. Okay. Or they can die. I'm going to say they're not dead because a human. Human's doing stuff to them. Yeah. That would be my guess. Tell me. Tell me what funny hat ranger kills the golden cheek. We, they live in a riparian habitat. That's like the area between like a creek and the tree line Mm -hmm. where there's like all sorts of vegetation and insects and that kind of stuff. Yes. They live in that area. Okay, they don't need talking to the mic. They don't need they don't use the juniper for their like where they live. They use the juniper for like building their nest. <clears throat> so they don't really need it. They yeah. can find other stuff. Yeah, yeah, they can shut up. Okay, uh but we cut to Yeah, them. if it ta- if they take an if it requires a non-native plant for them to live then nature's 
saying they don't need to be here. Okay. We, in my opinion. We cut down 50% of their feeding area for, like, this is what the dude said. I'm not saying you're wrong. Don't for jump their, on my bandwagon just because I'm here for, and I'm like, so awesome. cities and ranching and uh, ranching and developers are taking land for, like, houses and ranching. By wait, by killing the stuff between a waterway and a tree line. That's what, what he said. What's between a waterway and a tree line that we're getting rid of? We're just like building roads. We're there. fans of tree lines and waterways. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just making notes on what he said. And we bend over backwards in Central Texas trying to make waterways and improve them and blah, yeah. eh, whatever. I'm Birds not saying he's wrong. I'm, I would like to hear. Okay, and that's all my notes. Spiel. But the pictures, that's a awesome rock we saw by the river. That is a cool rock. Nice piece of It's almost like perfectly rectangular, right? Yeah. Uh, there's there's my headstone. <laughs> Go steal it when I die. Like a lonesome dove. And carry me back to Liberty Hill from Montana. That's a cool tree. That is a cool tree. And do you do you do you like taking pictures with your lens staring straight into the sun? I know it was the only picture. You're like a poor man's J.J. Abrams. You get that joke? Yeah, he made like yeah. Lens flares. Have you heard of lens flares? Yeah, I'm having trouble remembering to get on the mic, dude. I think I might change out for mic stands that stick out a little bit. But those are more expensive, and I didn't want to spend that money. All right, and this is you and your girlfriends crossing. No, that was the teacher. And Which kid. teacher is that? Uh, Doolittle. She's not part of my triad. I don't know her. You don't know it? None of these people? Nope. I'm pretty sure that wolf, that lady, that Yeah, is gonna be really mad when she hears you call her that on oh, she doesn't know the who podcast. She is. Uh, pretty sure if she looks at this picture on the website while oh. listening to this podcast, she'll be like, "That little bitch," <laughs> and then she'll beat you up in school, and you'll cry and cry and cry. <laughs> okay. What is that? Uh, your mother. She sends me the most useless crap. And she's probably listening to this podcast. So, yes, the most useless crap. This is a picture of chairs. Chairs, the ultimate thing. Okay, so that is the school field trip. Yay. Yeah, that was fun. It was awesome and stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, we are... Actually, we're closer to break time than I thought we were. Uh, I well, I planned on taking a break right here, and half hours like you know we do usually these are an hour ish long podcast. Uh, not we that's not a rule. It's just we kind of started limiting to that when there's just the two of us because hopefully it gives us a sense of urgency. When we were doing two and three hour podcasts and it was just us before, um. You know, when we didn't limit the length, it was kind of, it was real easy for us to just wander off into 
BS. So, okay, we are going to take a quick break. Uh, the main reason is there's a video I want to want I want to watch with you. And it's something I came across on Facebook today and we will hopefully talk about the video after unless we both decide that it's boring. Okay. And then we won't. Okay. Um, all right. So stopping the podcast now. All right. So what we watched Let's see, it's a video, YouTube video a guy put up and uh somebody Oh, it was Kendall Jones. The you know, she's a Texas Tech cheerleader that got harassed big time last year for uh, big game hunting in Africa. And actually, I think her father recently passed away very, very young, like 50s or 40s. Pretty sad. Um, But she has a good uh, social media presence. And she was, uh, but she puts up a lot of stuff, you know, news articles and stuff like that. And so, okay. So there's, let's see. The name of the video, if anybody wants to watch, is Michigan Hunter Harassment Deer Hunting. It's kind of an interesting video. It's this Dude's out hunting uh, next to a lake. Sees a deer swimming across the lake. And he's trying to hunt it. And this old lady parks on the side of the highway nearby um, trying to mess up his hunt. We don't see the beginning part of that. He doesn't start recording until they're already about to be engaged in a face-to-face conversation and eh, it's just kind of your standard anti-hunting sentiment she's like a million years old and doesn't know what she's talking about um she says why do you have to shoot a deer and he says to fill my freezer and what she say well there's a bunch of the grocery stores out there where we can just go to one of those yeah <laughs> that's adorable right Uh, stupid people and he had already uh called the law the interesting thing i thought i don't know uh like he keeps pointing out that she's parked on the shoulder of the highway and right next to a no parking sign but he's only parked like 20 yards behind her or not even so i'm gonna say that was probably also a no parking zone i don't know the Regs in Michigan. Yeah, but still. He might have been parked. Well, that's the car, right? Like, uh, the video has a happy ending because it just goes to some still photos of him uh, with the deer after he killed it. It's good looking deer. Yeah. Uh, Look how big that thing is, and that's not even that's not even that big a deer, and uh, the antlers are, but the body. Up north like that, that's just like a normal buck. You know, that's like a good buck, but not a special buck. You know, like here, that would be a monster. monster. Yeah. And uh, Except if your daughter. 
What? Okay. My friend. Okay. Who? Oh, high fence boy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. We don't need to get into that. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, he carried the deer home in the back, in the trunk of whatever little car. Like a Mazda. Yeah, they're driving. But, you know, he was successful and that's cool. But I don't know. If she kept saying, acting like he was hunting from the side of the road. I don't know. I'm maybe saying that's, that's probably not true. Uh, maybe, but I don't think that's legal anywhere. It's not really. I wouldn't think it's moral, but you know, it's. I don't know enough about it. It's just not enough information in that video. All right, so that is the deer video. Now, Tristel. We're gonna. I'm gonna ask you some questions, and this we might ride this little section on to almost the end of the podcast. Okay, so 2015-16 season was your first season as the hunter, the primary shooter, right? Yeah. So I want to talk to you about that, your experience, you know, you've sat in a blind with me for a number of years, you sat in a blind with Opie back in the day, da 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 da, and so I wanted to talk to you about kind of the journey, Is, so you went into it, you know, we knew that we had drawn tags and a handful of public hunting opportunities, state land. I think it was all state land and it was either state land or state managed. And so you knew that like at the end of the summer, right? I think it was before school started yeah. that you knew that you'd drawn tags. You Cause I kept it a surprise them. for a while. Yeah. I think it was like August you or maybe. After. Them. One day well, I didn't know about all of them. They came in like one at a time. So, yeah, I knew, like, the first two when I revealed them to you, and then you kept drawing tags, kept drawing tags. Uh, I didn't get the ones I really wanted, but uh, apparently turkey tags on our favorite public land that I'm not going to say the name of because then even more people will put in for it. Apparently those are very highly coveted. So... You got to talk into the mic. I really, really, really wanted to see turkey hunting. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I'm going to raise my mic up. So that I have to keep my back straight. Because I'm hunching just because my mic's so low. But you need to keep your back straight. I'm going to raise my mic up. So lead by example kind of a thing. Okay, so you knew a couple of months before the first hunt that you were going to be the hunter. And so I want to know what, of course, you've been anticipating getting to hunt for the past couple of years. Yeah. What did you learn as the hunter, what did you learn that was different from what you expected? 
Well, it's a lot tougher than being a spectator because you have to carry the gun and you need to. You have to carry the gun and uh, practice a lot with the gun and be ready for whatever's to come and aim good and quick, I guess. Hard than, harder than just watching. Yeah. In many ways. Okay. You need to, you can't, I mean, the mic can hear you, but you still need to speak up when you're on the mic. Okay. Right. Don't need to be yelling, but I mean, look at your levels right here. You need to get near the end. Okay. Which is something I actually don't like about that meter, but you know, <laughs> such is life. Okay. Now that the season's over. And you've learned a few lessons and da 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 da. Would you have done, if you had the season to do over again, would you do anything different? Yes. What? Well, I already stated that in one of the other podcasts. Uh, that. Yeah. Speak up. That at uh, Chaparral. If Speak up. Don't just sit up. Speak up. At a chaparral, I could get those two does back. Uh, Much better. I think good. I would have been able to, you know, pull the trigger and not be scared. I was scared, and that's why I didn't. Would you feel weird about hitting them inside a high fence? Yeah, I mean, it's not really our thing. We always talk about how bad that is. First time we actually get see deer out of place. It's inside high fence. It's inside high fence. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else that you'd have done different? Aimed better on my hog. Took more time. Now you did pretty good. Nah, I mean the shot went. Yeah, the shot went wide, but I don't know how much of that is just buck fever. You know, first time, blah blah blah. And how much of it is just you being, I mean, we took, went out to the range as much as possible, but that's still, you Still know. shooting a lot, realistically. Yeah. But that one shot on the, through the throat. Well, I'm talking about familiarity with, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You aced him right through the throat that one time, so, I mean, that was right where you meant to be shooting. I don't know, it's kind of hard to say. And I got him a couple times in the head after that. Yeah, so, I don't know, it's kind of a weird one. Yeah, and he was a big, he did not want to die. Yeah. Are there any lessons that you learned this year, practical or psychological, like either, you know, stuff that's actually physically usable, uh, you know, like keep my knife sharp or stuff like that, or mental preparedness that you lessons you learn that you feel like you can take into future hunts sit up speak up you need to uh, figure out how to know how to 
uh, reload faster and the bolt action so you can get as many shifts if you need to. Get oh, on a hog, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you want to be ready with a deer in case you did make a bad shot. Obviously, the number one line of preparedness is to not make bad shots. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what he said, keep your knife sharp. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what we had to do on the hog. I had to sharpen multiple knives because they weren't very sharp anyway. Well, that's kind of a... <sighs> superstition i guess that's kind of i don't know it's like you're just if you have if your knives are sharp you're not gonna see a deer okay then keep your knives dull and sharpen them i don't know on if we go into the mountains though i'm not gonna sit there sharpening them knives after we killed something so i'm gonna sharpen all every knife we take with us before we walk into the dang mountains is there anything you learned? You're hunting with your 243 this year. Is there anything you learned that you think will apply once you start archery hunting? Um, learn the good spots on animals and figure out the best place to shoot certain animals. Like, I mean, on the hog. You can turn your chair a little bit. Keep talking. On the on on the hog, you gotta like aim lower than you would on a deer. So it's kind of a strange. You're not on the mic. It's kind of strange. Try not to whack the mic as you do. Man, you can make anything awkward. <laughs> hmm? Why? Why do I need to talk? You're the one supposed to be talking. I didn't set your chair up wrong. Uh, you gotta aim lower than on deer, so. Yeah, it's just harder because I'm. Like, you've told me where to shoot on deer. We never really talked about hogs, so. Um, you, sir, are a liar. I mean, we talked about them, but. We didn't, like. We had just, like, the week before. A couple of weeks before that, talked about where to shoot a hog. No, when we were on Chaparral, we talked about it extensively because we were everybody was talking about shooting a javelina. So we were like, "Hey, where's kills on a javelina?" We looked on a javelina, and then we were like, "Oh, let's look on." And then, oh yeah, and we just were comparing javelinas to hogs and everything. So you're full of. The fecals. All right. Um, I'm going to talk about this later on. Okay. Um, next question. Next question. Okay. So what did any lessons that you learned that you will, that will, you think will apply to elk hunting or Western style hunting when we start doing that? Um... The East Texas hunt with all the mud and gross and horrible um, that happened. Uh, just be ready for your environment, I guess. Well. Because I was not expecting it to be all marshy like that. I was expecting 
I didn't really know that much about East Texas because I'm used to Central Texas. No. So when we got there and it was all muddy and watery and weird. Well, it was also there was those like historic floods. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right before. Um, and well, and that's why we ended up hunting on that East Texas place instead of the one you actually drew tags for because they shut down the one you drew tags on because of the flood because they got 12 inches of rain in six hours or something the weekend before and it just destroyed everything. They cut, closed down a couple of uh, the like sectors in that place because of rain and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we heard that tree fall, remember? Yeah. Yep. That was scary. Yeah, that was a cool place though. Yeah, it was an awesome big place. tall. Oh, that was interesting. So like when we were coming back from New York, the trees from like eastern Tennessee all the way till Texas. I mean, it was dark by the time we got to Texas, but the trees in the rural rural areas looked exactly like East Te- the place we hunted in East Texas. It was those tall pines and other kind of trees that I don't know the name of because <laughs> I ain't never been around them before. It was kind of cool, though. Um, yeah. All right, so... Well, we're already at 50 minutes. Yeah, we're doing good at film well remember part of it's going to get cut out because we just let the recorder going oh yeah uh while we were watching that video so we need to add about an hour we have to well we're we may not make an hour we don't have to make an hour i know but okay Okay, so last question on about the your first season hunting what is what do you think we're talking about hunting ethics? Possibly. Uh what do you think about the argument, the classic, one of the many classic hunter arguments? Bait hunting over bait versus spot and stalk hunting. You know what spot and stalk hunting is? Yeah. yeah we, I, I know I figured you did. I didn't know uh, if you'd ever heard it spe- you know, called that. Oh, uh, well, they both have their benefits, I guess. I mean, you'll probably... You think one is more or less moral than the other? Well, I mean, uh, I guess, yeah, they're both moral. I mean, it's... I know it's like fight for survival and get all the food you can, but there's other food sources around, and if you put out... Uh, like feeder and you're lucky enough for deer to come to your feeder and you set that feeder up and got preparation ready for that feeder like you were and you kill something that's your reward for doing all that hard work and with spot and stop it's a lot of work in one day and sometimes you don't I'm guessing most of the time you don't get something and I bet I bet on both of the times you don't most of the time you don't get anything because yeah nocturnal animals tend to be out there. Well, they yeah they go nocturnal when there's hunting or not just nocturnal they just go away. 
yeah. I got to deal with uh, the West is there's so much of the West to be had. They'll just move away from where there's human. Yeah. All right. That's a good answer. They're both equally moral in my morals. All right. Yeah, I guess this is going to be a short one. Um, I was kind of hoping we'd fill up a little bit more time just because we got a bunch of time to fill today because we have somewhere to be tonight. Uh, a little Ooh, later tonight. Fancy. Mm-hmm. Fancy. I'll say. We got to be downtown. Yeah, we're going to meet Adam. Uh, Okay. Now. We need to get Adam on one of these podcasts to talk about nerdy stuff. Well, he's going to produce some of them. He's going to, the way it's set up right now, he's going to produce. So the mixer board I was talking about earlier, he's going to, they call it riding levels. He's going to actually be the one operating the board while we're talking so that you and me can focus on. Uh, the so conversation. He's be here most of the time when we're doing podcasts. Well, when as often as he can, because yeah. a lot of times we're. I mean, he's got a busy schedule. He works, yeah. you know, sixty plus can hours you do a that week. Afterwards, all, the podca- on the podcast. No, oh, uh, you can tweak it. Like I've done work to take out hums and stuff like that, and in, in the uh, GarageBand software. Yeah, but I, you can't really like if we you record it too quiet. You'll put it in there, and you'll boot, try to boost the gain, but it's you'll you're not just boosting our voice; you're boosting white noise. So you'll have that behind everybody talking, yeah. right? Okay. Okay. And uh, but yeah, so when Ben and Cole are here, because I haven't seen Ben and Cole, and well, it's. 16 years since I, no, 17 years since I graduated high school. And, uh, I've never met them. Yeah, like they were, like Ben is the younger brother of a guy. I knew, I knew his, his older brother better. His older brother is, uh, Richard and or Alan. And, uh, it's funny. And we met him in Boy Scouts first. And I want to say he told us his name was Alan. And then at school, course everybody call him richard because that's what's on you know that's what the teachers read and um and so we're like who the hell are you talking but he's a big old boy and we always call him beefalo (laughs) he's a good guy he's a funny guy and ben was just his little goofball brother and then uh i hear a couple years ago well a lot of years ago now that's part of me being old. Uh, he uh, took over a gaming place in Waco called uh, Land Sharks, and it's like a place you go to to play video games. It's not like a arcade. It's like you play console games and PC games. And That's you just, cool. You just like rent time on yeah. And uh, I'm gonna spend it. I know you will, you useless little goose. And, uh, yeah, just so you can rent time on a PC there to watch somebody else play a video game. No, I have my own computer. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, you have your own computer to watch other people play games on. Dad, I don't. I want to get the games, but um, and play what is that stupid game you like? Minecraft. Minecraft. I watch Minecraft anymore. I oh, play Minecraft. Uh, yeah, whatever. Okay, and then we're gonna talk just a little bit about Fred Bear or Bear Arch. Uh, <laughs> Ben, who's going to be on the podcast, uh, just bought a Bear Crux compound bow earlier this afternoon. So I've been geeking out, looking at it and stuff. He's got, he just texted me that he's got a, it came with, it's used like a Craigslist deal, right? And uh, so you get what you get as far as the rest and everything he's and now i don't know where he is uh, what he likes as far as rest and sights i know he said he likes single pin sights and this one comes with a five pin so he'll probably be changing that out uh but it comes with a drop away rest and you know what you and me both run whisker biscuits on our bows whisker biscuits whisker biscuits are better I agree. I'm a big fan of whisker. I don't like moving parts where I don't need moving parts. I don't. Need... Yeah, because it could catch your arrow. It's just well, just it's just shoot. something else to fail. Yeah. And there's already enough on a compound bow that can fail without it kill you. Adding to the potential. It could kill you. A compound bow could kill you. Well, in your if bow. If the string could. could snap. Yeah, if you do something. And but yeah, so like the I don't like drop away rests and I don't like mechanical broadheads. Mechanical broadheads. Does he like mechanical broadheads? I don't know. We're oh. hopefully going to talk to him about all that when he's on the podcast. Cool. Uh, also planning on uh, going over and wasting a bunch of money at Bass Pro Shop while he's here. And probably shooting targets in the backyard at the house. i got to get the mower running before I allow people <laughs> to see the house, though. Um. Okay, but him talking about a bear, but which you know, Opie's bow was a bear. The one uh, Blake got it, um, you know, inherited it. I'm sorry. I know. That's mean. Um, there's a song, and I'm going to put it on the show notes on the you know under all your pictures and all that crap. I'll link to the, well, it's about Fred Bear. It's uh, Ted Nugent, my old Uncle Ted, who I'm not the biggest fan of. You know, a lot of people, a lot of hunters give him a pass because he's pro hunting and stuff like that. But, I mean, the fact is he's said a lot of dumb crap, and he's in a lot of ways made hunters look stupid in the public eye in numerous occasions. I wish I would. I wish his wife would be the one with the more public face, because she's, of course, a lot prettier. But she's a lot smarter. Yeah, she's just better at conversation. Yeah. Like he used to come in the TV station I worked at, and he would do use our. Basically, they contracted with us to do remotes, because he was on. Well, it wasn't Pierce Morgan. Or, it was somebody on. CNN or whatever. And he was on there a lot. And, but, you know, so he'd come a little early to get set up and test levels and blah, blah, blah. And people would get into conversations with him because it's a news station. and Everybody there has an opinion and all that good stuff. And 
it, it whether you disagreed with him or you agreed with him, he would get loud and obnoxious to the point that you just didn't want to be in the same room with him before you know after about two minutes like you didn't get to talk to him you got to say about two things and then he took over the room yeah and it was just like ah, i don't need to be around that yeah. i don't have the energy yeah. but anyway he's definitely done some music that i'm a fan of and fred bear is a song he did can we listen to it uh, we will. Pro- I'll probably hit play on it right at the end, just for eh, for fun, you know. For fun, for fun. Because obviously, I can't really actually play it on the podcast. Um, so while you guys out there in podcast land are listening to. Frank Williams' awesome outro music for the Wilderness Law podcast. We will be listening to the Fred Bear Bear song by Ted Nugent. And also, uh, while you're on YouTube, you might as well search Fred Bear there's a whole lot of awesome Fred Bear videos. There's one somewhere, my favorite, one of my favorite videos, and it's a short thing, and it's from back in the day. You know, it was probably shot, I think he passed away in the 70s, so it would have been 60s. And it's, you know, like 8 millimeter film. Somebody's following him through the woods. And he's, you know, he always hunted with a recurve, Fred Bear. And he, and if I find the link to this video, I'll put it up there too, but I'm, I've tried looking for it before and couldn't find it. And he, like the guy with the camera sits still because old Fred, he's walking into this tall grass, right? So you can't see anything that's on the other side of tall grass. You just see Fred's getting ready to come to full draw as he steps into the grass, right? So you're just waiting, waiting, waiting. And Fred Bear, I mean, he was old. He was 80s and looked old for his 80s at that point. And, you know, and he steps off in there, you know, white hair, wrinkled old dude. And gets quiet. And then, boom, he comes sprinting out of the grass, this old guy. The arrow's gone, so he shot it. And he doesn't even say, like, you better run or anything, the way I remember it, or anything like that. It's just hauling ass. And then the dude with the camera, all of a sudden you see a big old grizzly bear, boom, just explode out of the grass after him. And they're just hoofing it. But, yeah, this 80-year-old man, 80-something-year-old man is... You know, just sprinting through the woods <laughs> to get away from this bear. It's the old, uh, you know, you don't have to be, to get away from a bear, you don't have to be faster than the bear. You just got to be faster than the guy next to you. That old classic tale. But anyways, so I'm going to hit play on this video of Ted Nugent playing the Fred Bear song by Campfire. 
and we're going to listen to it while y'all listen to Frank play us out. And yeah, that's another fun podcast. Not a lot of focus to it, but they don't always have to. Um, thank you for listening to Wilderness Law Podcast. We've come to wildernesslaw.us and check out other stuff we got. In theory, there will be more blogs up there in the near future. I know I keep promising that, but, you know, um, stuff happens. All right. Tristan, you want to say anything? No. Goodbye. Well, say goodbye. All right. <laughs>